Are you there? I'm here. Hey, Ron, how are you? Good, how you doing? Not bad, not bad. Um, you know, let me get organized here. So where, where are you, down south, you're Texas? I am in Texas, I'm in uh, the DFW Metroplex. Okay, I'm up in uh, Wisconsin. Oh, brutal. <laughs> so I didn't have to deal with your weather and, and now look at it it's 27 degrees here that's freezing yeah it's still warmer there uh we uh we'd rather it be 100 degrees than under 60 I could tell yeah. you that yeah eh, it's not so bad I like my seasons because when fall's coming that's like my cue like you better get all your outdoor work done you need to you need to buckle down get all your stuff done it kind of gets you in the mode to, to, to crank it out and then winter comes by and uh, as soon as spring hits, then the gates open again, like, all right, now you can do work again. So I really like my seasons. I think if it was just perfect all year round, I would constantly be on vacation. See, we have our seasons too. Uh, I mean, you know, you've heard of Texas summers before. Yeah. And then we have hot summers and then really hot summers. And then winter. Those are our three, four seasons. So <laughs> it, yeah. it's it's never ending heat here, but we yeah, like it. Yeah, I've been in, um, I've been, I've been uh, retired army, so Fort Hood, and I did the border patrol mission once. And yeah, the heat is just uncomfortable. <laughs> Everybody scramble, get inside of a building. <laughs> Uh, I was actually born up in Menominee, Wisconsin. So oh. my dad was in the army at the time, okay. uh, stationed in San Antonio. And uh, I got, I was born uh, by accident in Wisconsin. Oh, you were traveling? Your, your parents were traveling or something? My grandmother lived in uh, Wisconsin, Menominee. Oh, so mom was visiting grandma while dad was deployed. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. So I spent six you're months in Wisconsin. Wisconsin tonight. What are you doing down in Texas? I only spent six months there. I came to Texas as quick as I could. <laughs> it's six months you knew you had to leave. Oh, yeah. Mom, it's time to go. <laughs> well, that's cool. Your grandma was there for your birth. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, my name's Eric, and uh, I'm doing uh, this. This this is it. This is a recorded podcast. This is what I'm going to publish here. I don't know if it'll get edited much. Probably not. I don't, I don't think there'll be any music or anything like that. But um, it's kind of a platform. I get to tell you a little bit about myself. Tell you what I'm working on. I get to learn a little bit about you. I'll be able to ask some questions and stuff like that. And you can ask any questions. It's it's completely unscripted. Almost a cold call. So uh, I'm trying to build an education platform. I, I, I am building. I'm not trying to build. I, I, I have built probably th three quarters of it. I think it's pretty close to completion. Um, there's a couple of functionality issues that I'm trying to work out. Um, but yeah, so, so it, it, it's a marketplace for education. So if you knew how to coach soccer, if you were a good soccer coach, you, you could post soccer lessons on there, you know, how to dribble, how to do this offensive maneuver, how to how to communicate with a teammate, how to do conditioning drills. So you you could offer a lot of different soccer classes, and it might become a good conduit to to get more coaches 
or to get more players. You know, like, hey, I, I, I can teach your eight-year-old these soccer moves. And then maybe that mom enlists their kid into your program. Um, or if you're a farmer, if you're a concrete guy, if you're a seamstress, whatever your proclivity is, you could try to sell some segment of your knowledge. Um, it's, it's, it's intended to be like firsthand experiences. So if, if you wanted to learn how to keep honeybees, you might take a course on uh, how to extract honey from a comb. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or or or, or how to do an how to, how to do an adjustment, how, how to find comparable properties. Okay. Yep. So you, it's it's an unaccredited education center. It's a, it's an education management tool that a person okay. can use. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm trying to do. That, that, that's my whole life's mission right now is to, to make this thing happen. Sounds like a good mission. We need yeah, more yeah you're, you're, it looks like you're, uh, you're an insurance guy uh, in the daytime, and then at night your, your alter ego is a deacon and coach. Uh, I, I don't know that it's uh, an, an evening time. Uh, I'm no longer a, a soccer coach. Uh, okay. My son grew my ability to coach him at soccer uh, a oh. while ago. Okay. Um, being a deacon is 24 hours, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, the adjusting side of it, we handle claims. Um, that's our, I guess, our what you'd call a nine to five job, but it's really not a nine to five job when somebody has a fire claim or uh, a tornado that hits their property. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can uh, take some time off to do whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do, how, how do uh, people that do claims, so do different agencies, insurance agencies hire you? <clears throat> no, we only work for property owners. Uh, there's three different types of, of adjusters. You'll have a staff adjuster that is on the payroll or an employee of insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And then you have IAs, which are independent adjusters, and they're going to work for the carriers after uh, cat claims, natural disasters, and so forth. And then the third one is what I am, and that's a public adjuster. Public adjusters only work for property owners uh, when there's a dispute with their insurance company over the damages associated with a loss. Okay. So, ah, I understand. You guys okay. up there in Wisconsin may have a pipe freeze and it floods the whole house and your insurance company comes in and says, well, it's only $50,000 worth of damage. And, and your contractor's telling you it's $150,000 worth of damage. We're the guy that you turn to. And to help you, help you fight that battle. Yes. Oh, I just learned something. Just be wise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my platform, be wise. Well, uh, yeah. it's a kind of a niche industry. Uh, I don't know how many public adjusters are in Wisconsin, to be honest with you. Uh, we're licensed in like 20 different states. Wisconsin's not one of them at this point in time. Mm -hmm. We generally follow our customers where they need us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the DFW Metroplex is a hub for real estate. So generally, if somebody owns something here, they're probably going to own something in Florida, Kentucky, Georgia, Iowa, Nebraska. And we'll go take care of their properties there from here. So do, do most of your uh, employees live local to you or do you got them scattered all over the U.S.? So uh, most of our people live right here in Texas. Um, 
if we have stuff outside of state, depending on the size of it, uh, we'll either travel to it or we'll work with another local public adjuster in the area. Right. Oh, cool. How long have you been doing that? Your whole life or? 10 years. Uh, before that, I was a, an IA and worked for the insurance company. Okay, that was my next question. Yeah. So you, you've been in the insurance realm for the majority Since of your career? 2018. Okay. Uh, before that, I was a, a real estate agent. Bought and sold properties, uh, residential, commercial, mostly in multifamily okay. uh, type situation. Hmm. And now you own your own firm. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So um, I guess we probably got connected because you're an entrepreneur and, and you're a coach. So I, I don't know how the how they, they they hunt you guys down but that that's how you probably got on our our, our schedule here um well what, what do you want to talk about what do you think uh what do you think is the best use of yours and i's time together uh i think education like you said is a big deal uh, most property owners have no idea who they can turn to in a situation when they mm -hmm. have a dispute with the insurance company they th their first thing is they think they need to hire an attorney they don't yeah. they they can hire somebody like us. Uh, we work on a contingency basis. We don't charge the client anything unless we get the insurance company to pay. And generally it's gonna be on some type of uh, loss that they're in a dispute with the insurance company. Uh, we do look at larger sizes. So if they have $100,000 in dispute, we'll look at something like that. Uh, on the smaller size, there's other things that they can do for dispute resolution, uh, which may be more cost effective uh, than than what we do because there's only so many hours in the day we can't take on every single claim that that comes across our desks. So if, if somebody if somebody had a claim and their insurance company wasn't covering them as much as they want their insurance company to, how how do how should those people get their education? Should should they try to find a local adjuster? It's always. Uh, it's it's probably easiest for them to find somebody in their state mm -hmm. but like i said not a lot of states actually have public adjusters and um, some of the public adjusters that are out there don't even advertise that they're in the area because um they don't need to advertise we're such a niche business that the people that are looking for us know how to find us right yeah and that's a well, flaw in our industry because um, we've been doing it 10 years now and we've helped a lot of, uh, residential property owners, but there's still a lot of people who get that. Yeah. They just suck it up. Yeah. They, they take what they get. Here's your gruel. Eat it. <laughs> it is. And, uh, so, I mean, insurance companies have all the money and, and it, it's a adversarial relationship. It's, they have the money, they're guarding the hen house and yeah, they get to decide how much they're going to give you. Yeah. My, uh, my truck, the, a window broke in my truck, just shattered while I was driving. And, uh, I call, I called my dealer up and I, there was a recall on that. And he's like, yeah, cause it busted. This is the second time it just burst. I'm like, Hey, can I, can I get that recall again? And he's like, oh, I don't think so. You probably need to go through insurance this time. But it's, I don't even want to go through insurance, you know, a $900 claim. I think I'd rather just pay out of pocket and 
not have my rates go up. And then it makes you wonder, why do I even have insurance? (laughs) You you have insurance uh, in case something like that happens, but you're exactly right. It's how big of a hassle is it to fight with them over 900 bucks when your time worth? Right. How much time do you need to spend on it to get the nine hundred dollars that they owe you? And then if they give me that nine hundred bucks, are my rates just going to go up anyway? It it all depends on the situation, you know. Right. Um, I have this discussion with clients on a regular basis. If you're hit by a tornado and you file a claim, your insurance rates are not going to go up. It's right. not like you get hit by a tornado every year. Yeah. Those acts of God that happen um, don't make your rates go up. Yeah. If, if you have a fire claim every year or a water claim every year, yeah, your rates are going to go so up. My, my view, I have two I have two speeding citations and I have two um, property loss. Both, both of them are relatively small. I think one was $2,500 and one was even less. My insurance company's dropping me. It's like, man, I wish I went to made a claim. Like, yeah, they don't want people that file claims, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I'd rather be self-insured. I, I think I probably would have saved a lot of money if I had been self-insured my whole life. Uh, so, I have a a friend that's a real estate investor, and he has about three hundred and fifty properties that are all self-insured. Oh, uh, he has a total portfolio portfolio of about 600 homes and he's decided houses that are between 350 and $500,000, the likelihood of them burning down is less than the likelihood of him needing insurance. Right. Right. Yeah. And and if if there was something that happened for $10,000 or less, he's just going to go fix it anyway. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've cranked my deductibles as high as I can get them on all my policies, but yeah, I'd just rather like not have any insurance. Even when you raise those deductibles up, you can get insurance on your deductible so that you get reimbursed for that deductible. <laughs> even though you have any, any, any deductible up. insurance, you can get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a client that has a $500,000 deductible and he has a $450,000 coinsurance on that deductible. So he, he doesn't have to paid but 50 grand on his multi-million dollar property interesting yeah yep okay so um if if uh if if b if bys were on your phone and you were you were looking at it what kind of classes would you you personally want to take what kind of um what kind of life skills would you like to learn uh you know one of the hobbies that i love to do is woodworking okay I'm always a big fan of learning new skill trades when it comes to woodworking. It's just a matter of having that time and uh, ability to do that. And having the workshop set up, you know, do you have a joiner? Do you have a table saw? Do you have a biscuit joiner? Do you have a, yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I do have all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, not everybody does, you know, like if, if I wanted to give my kid an introduction to woodworking, I might, I might want to take like how to build a birdhouse shop or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of like my vision for BYs is a little bit of a la carte education, help help put 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 you in front of a mentor. Very good. 
Yeah. I think that that's there, like I said, there, there needs to be a, a lot of uh, educational stuff out there on the internet. And unfortunately there's, you, you there's don't a lot of stupidification to. stuff. Let's watch more TikTok videos and celebrities talk about nonsense. I like the, the shows that my girls watch is like, oh, I don't understand what you're learning. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't do much TikTok. I don't do any TikTok. I should say. Yeah, me but you, you see it. Yeah, you see little clips of it here and there, and you see how goofy it is. But yeah, I don't know. You know, the world is changing, so you you, you better buckle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to get people to um, kind of like and follow, download my app, uh, join my conversation groups. Okay. I don't know if you're interested. I could. Here, I'll post the link for my Facebook group here. If if you want to join, you can. Um, there's not a lot of chatter that goes on this night. There's not a lot of chatter on there, um, but there will be soon. Okay. Um, that's where I'm gonna uh, keep everybody um, um, up to up to date on development uh, when new features get added and stuff like that. Right now I'm searching for an email so I can do some copying and some pasting for you. So this first link I'm going to put on here is Spotify. So if, if you wanted to uh, look at this episode here with you and me, you can watch it. Um, you might be able to pull some down bites off. If I don't know if you do, do any advertising or posting yourself, but you, you might be able to take a little clip out where you sm sound particularly smart and post that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recommendation. You don't want to post it where you sound. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to sound dumb. So those are two links. That's Spotify, and okay. uh, the second one is a Facebook group. That, that, so that Facebook group is where I'm going to keep people updated on the app. So once the, once the app is, we're going through beta. And uh, once beta is done, then the app is going to launch. So at, at that time, I have to I have to figure out how to like aggressively market this. So because if I if I launch the app and I don't have any teachers, I don't have. It's like having an empty department store. Gotcha. You know, nobody's going to visit my app if there's only one woodworking class on there. You know, if there's, I got to have an insurance class on there too. Otherwise, people are going to be like, "Where's all the good content?" <laughs> Uh, well, I do a lot of different coaching besides just public adjusting. I I actually have several classes that I teach when it comes to public adjusting. Oh. I also do classes on real estate and I do classes on um, business consulting and investing. Oh, uh, how do you find your uh, client? For, you, you do it for profit? I do. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you find your clients? A lot of times it's word of mouth. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've talk to somebody in uh, business at some point in time and they talk about how they're struggling or yeah. uh, they wish they could do X or Y or uh, they need to find more sales, so on and so forth. And um, that's how I end up with more clients and so forth. Well, cool. yeah, yeah. So um, I hope I hope BeWise becomes like a, just another sales platform for people like you. You know, like it, it gives you another opportunity to showcase your skill set to potential customers. Potentially, yeah. 
Right. And then potentially those customers might, might become an employee, you know, because it's really going to put two, two, two like-minded people together. You know, if, uh, somebody, if somebody's taking like an advanced real estate class from you or, you know, like how to do business, like, and you guys hit it off, they might be able to help you do different projects. Yeah. Um, you, you never know where those, those clientele will come from or, right. and, uh, I'm a big proponent of, uh, I know somebody and, you know, your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. um, the people that you know are, are often your best clients and, and your best referral sources. Yeah. 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 That's cool. What what else? I don't know. What what else? What else can I tell you about? What I got? I got I got words of wisdom. You want me to start spouting off some words of wisdom or something? What what made you, you think? What what made you decide that you wanted to do an educational? Oh, uh, uh, um, well, I, I was in the army and I, I did a lot of training. I did a lot of marksmanship. I was a mechanic, so I was always teaching like uh, operators about the vehicle and. I was in supply. I was always teaching people about chain of custody and how to do this. So in the army, there's a lot of train training going on, but not not very good training management actually. And, and then I bought an apartment building, and I, I found myself doing the same tasks over and over again. Oh, electrical, plumbing, flooring, electrical, plumbing, flooring. It's like uh, I need some help. So then I, you know, I would try to get people in there to help me. And I found myself having to train them how to do the tasks. So, th so then I, I'm like, man, I've really turned this apartment into like a school of sorts. I'm, I'm teaching a lot of people, um, how to do different tasks, how to do different projects. I kind of grew a lot of my handyman up while I owned the apartment and the apartment earned me the, the surplus income to pay for the school. So, um, while I was developing that idea of turning the apartment into a school of sorts, I knew that wouldn't really go anywhere. But then I started thinking if everybody could be on, on the same page or in the same network, the, the guy that was good at soccer could be teaching soccer. The guy that was good at concrete could be teaching concrete. And then you have this big, huge rotary of experts and uh, you could, you could always go there and you could learn anything from any of those people. And um, so, so then I, I decided, hey, this 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 needs to be app based or or web app based, and uh, people could create a profile, kind of like social media, kind of like Craigslist is how I just describe it to most people. So then I started doing it, and my my apartments were able to afford it for for a long time. The the legal, the marketing, the development costs, but pretty soon those costs became too much. So then I um, ended up mortgaging my apartments and I bought a pair of hotels. So my apartments and my hotels jointly pay for the school. Okay. Yeah. And that's the BY school? That's BY, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The name of the company is called Free Market Education and the name of the app is BY. Yeah. So are you partnering up with any local school districts or anything like that in order to... to get them on board no 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 so i'm, I'm just going to try to market it directly to the to the consumer what, what once it's like a hundred percent ready to go i'm going to try to market it directly to consumer hopefully hopefully i can get people to use it 
Yeah, I, I almost want to launch it in like several different locations at a time, give, give it the best chance of survival. You know, if, if I can get it to work up here in Appleton or, or Green Bay, then that's fantastic. You know, that I can just boots on the ground, get people to join. But, you know, maybe this isn't the right market for it. Maybe maybe nobody wants to be distracted up here. And, and in, in, in a place like uh, Texas, maybe uh, the culture is more inclined to try to seek out advice or maybe in like Mexico or any other parts of the globe, uh, different cultures might be more inclined to use something like this. And I, I really don't know how people are going to react to it. So is this like an opt-in or how are you going to be monetizing? Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to try to earn anything. I'm probably, so I'll probably charge like a 5% fee or something like that or a 1% fee. Um, eventually I hope enough, I make enough money to pay for the cost of it. Um, and I'm sure the costs are going to grow up. I'm sure I'm going to have like disputes and uh, legal costs and I'm going to have to have some kind of customer service at least replying to a minimal amount of emails but um, so I'm going to try to keep my infrastructure as low as possible and charge as little as possible but I'll, I'll do like a, a percentage so if, if, if you have ten thousand dollars worth of sales on my platform annually maybe I'll charge you one percent if, if you're making a million dollars off my platform annually maybe I'll charge ten percent I don't know <laughs> Well, if, if it's a great platform for you, you're not going to want to leave it. Right. Yeah. Have you looked at uh, other people like the YouTube people who are doing educational stuff on the similar types of things that you're trying to to, to do associated with them? Um, yeah, I've reached out to a couple different people. You know, they're all individuals and they all do individual content. You know, one guy might bake cakes. But I'm, I'm talking like thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of users. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like sending out that many emails and having that many conversations. Oh, no. I was talking about going to a YouTube guy that does concrete already that may have 50,000 followers and right but that youtube guy might live in san antonio and i might live in wisconsin and want to take a concrete class so i, I want somebody in wisconsin to be able to teach me concrete so i can i can feel how heavy the tools are and i can i can know how much work it is to hook up a trailer and where i have to go to get gravel and where i can go to get tool you know like I, i'm gonna want a local mentor for a lot of jobs Mm -hmm. if, if I want to learn how to play soccer, if I want my kid to learn how to play soccer, I'm not going to plug him in front of YouTube. All right, kiddo, watch this video. Uh, no, I want to bring him to the soccer field. Right. You know, if, well, if I want to learn how to build a birdhouse, I, I want to go into a workshop and nearly cut the finger off on the table saw. Well, that's what I'm saying. There are probably YouTubers in Green Bay that do tile and flooring and concrete. And yeah, maybe, maybe. You, you could be right. Yeah, yeah, and, and I could probably try to tap into that somehow, but I, I haven't figured that piece out. I haven't figured a lot of it out yet. You know, we, we go, go do something you've never done before. So it's kind of hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. It's always a learning process. Yeah, yeah and that's what's fun about it, you know. Taking challenge. I think that uh, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to be able to improvise, adapt, and overcome to any situation. 
Yeah. As the great Gunny Highway once said. What, Gunny Highway? Gunny Highway. Who's that? You've never seen Heartbreak Ridge? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't, I don't remember that quote. Yeah, I've seen Heartbreak Ridge. I love that movie. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, said, He's a uh, drill instructor. What are, what are they, Marines? They're Marines. Yeah. And he said that uh, you have to improvise, adapt, and overcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should go watch that tonight. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Well, my fa- I think my favorite one is Cool Hand Luke. That's a good movie, too. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Yeah, so a, a lot of advice I give young people is, you know, if, a lot of people like, are kind of lost. They don't know what to do. I always tell them, if you, if you don't know what to do, do, do anything productive. Do, you know, even if it's just doing the laundry or shopping around for insurance, do anything productive. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you don't ever want to be idle or, or wasting your time on your phone or on YouTube or on TV um, or fruitless pursuits, you know, like owning a Harley Davidson, in my opinion, is a fruitless pursuit because it, it only costs you money and wastes you time. Yeah, you, you get some out of it, you get a little relaxation, you get some camaraderie and friends, but it only costs money and takes time. So it's, it's, it's almost like a fruitless p- pursuit in, in some measures. So I always tell people, if you, if you don't know what to do, you got to do something productive. And, and then after you can after you can do that, you you want to do the most productive thing you can possibly do. So if, if you're Michael Jordan, you want to be playing basketball. If you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, you want to be lifting weights. So w- what's the biggest impact you could possibly make? And that's what you want to be doing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm trying to build this school. Okay. Yeah. Well, what all are you looking for uh, people to do other than join your platform? Um, well, uh, join my Facebook group, and, and and then as soon as my platform's on, like post a class or take a class. Uh, I'm just trying to I'm tr- I'm trying to get the wheel to go around in one revolution. You know, gotcha. once once I have some teacher and uh, student cycles then I got a usable product. Hey, my wheel works. I can, I can prove to the world that my wheel is working and, uh, and then hopefully it becomes more efficient. Then you won't just teach one soccer student at a time. You'll teach 20. And then, and then in charge of, instead of tra- having to charge that one kid, 80 bucks, you can charge 20 kids five. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I want to happen. Okay. So it works. Yeah, and then and then and then if somebody has a successful class, it, it, the the training aspect of it will be, become a larger. It could potentially become a larger part of their business model. You, you might be like, "Hey, I'm I'm making more money teaching adjusters than I was doing adjustments," you know. So there's definitely people out there that do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so many opportunities in the world. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Ron, um, you're, you're uh, a really good listener. You, you, you asked some good questions. Um, but I think I think we can terminate this conversation. <laughs> All right. Um, if you want to stay in touch, join that Facebook group and you're, you're welcome. I already uh, clicked join. So, so hopefully, yeah, if you, you want to stay in touch, you can message me there. 
we can, you know, if you want to, you want to talk again, we can get on the podcast again, or we can have phone LinkedIn conversation. So, okay. Well, take care, man. Keep working hard. So it says, uh, I've requested to join your group. Okay. I'll log on and I'll, uh, I'll accept you. You're accepted. Awesome. <laughs> well, you enjoy that weather, that warm 30 degree weather out there. I'm going to stay inside. <laughs> my, my screen says seven. Oh. So you gotta... Yeah, and stay inside on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Talk to you later. Yeah, bye. -bye.